Yeah, that doesn't. Um, low key, I was too. I was out though. Um, okay, it's the second episode, the R and R podcast. Episode two. Um, I put I put three on the YouTube page because I was gonna use the old two videos, but I'm like, I don't have to make like I'm just indecisive, so I'm taking those on count. The last week was the first episode. This is the second episode of the R and R podcast. How's your week? How's your week, bro? Let me start there. What'd you do this week? Uh, it was pretty good. I just had classes and stuff. Um, I was booking a flight because I'm coming down to Florida in two weeks, and I just had to book the flight for that. I'm coming to see FAMU, and I gotta go see Florida International. So, getting ready for that, and then um, meeting with my coach later in the week. Uh, how did yeah, that? I mean, really. <laughs> Actually, don't say. How, <laughs> I was gonna say how did that go, but don't don't say how that went. I mean, it was fine. It wasn't nothing, but like I I, I can talk to you about that later. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How was yeah, your bro, week? This. It was actually not that bad, bro. They uh, they upped my pay at work, so the young oh, nigga good. getting like that's always hundred and fifty dollars more a week, right? Cool. And then I got my apartment, like I said. Um, I don't have to buy a bed. Shout out to Andre Hughes. If you know, you know. Um, He's giving you the bed at the at the house. Yeah, he said I can get the mattress I'm on, and then uh, I can take the bed frame. Bro, he weird. He was like, "Yo, you know the bed frame you have is a woman's bed frame." I'm like, "No, I don't What's know." The that? difference between <laughs> a man and a woman. But but when you look at yeah, but. But when you look at the bed frame, there's like flowers and like, I get it. But it's like, bro, nobody. <laughs> like, like, bro, you like, like paint over that. Like, that there's about? so many things you do that. I, it didn't, I, would, I wouldn't have cared. Nobody would have ever said that to me. But like, you know, you know, this is a woman, right? <laughs> like only him. But yeah, so that's what I've been doing this week. Just getting the apartments and stuff. It was crazy because I was looking at a bunch of other apartments for weeks. I saw this one on Wednesday. I applied Wednesday night. I got approved yesterday. And then today they I paid security deposit and they gave me my date. So it was three days it took me to get this apartment. So Did you get it in a like a good price range? Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of the other apartments at that size were like a couple hundred dollars or more. So I did. It was pretty cheap. Compared to Chicago, I'm basically paying what I paid for my studio. And I'm doubling the size, damn near. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know in the south yeah. the housing is cheaper, even though everything's going up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But last night and this morning, I was listening to a lot of a lot of music drop, bro. And I'm gonna come a and say, bro, this Daniel Caesar, Daniel Caesar's uncanceled. Daniel Caesar is un. Oh. If if he was ever canceled, he's uncanceled. No, when I was driving, listening to some of it this morning, I was like, I don't know how you could cancel a voice like this. Like, it just, he sounded amazing on the album. Like, even from track, like, track two was the one that really stood out to me, like, at first. And I was sitting there just kind of amazed in the gym listening to it. It's a vibe, bro. That that album is crazy. And I it made me go back to his older stuff. And certain artists are able to make like time like you can tell when something or somebody is timeless it's a weird thing because it's like certain people it's like the music comes you listen to it like, this is cool or you don't like it but i feel like i don't know i go back to his catalog a lot and i'm like bro this could have been posted at any time and this is just authentically daniel caesar 
he produces a lot of music and i guess his parents did music um i remember seeing an nardware interview something about his dad and like something in, something in jamaica or whatever but his parents are you can definitely tell he's been around music for a long time he's still pretty young i think he's like 27 and so for yeah, this to be his third album good. and it's this crazy yeah i'm hyped bro I, I was listening to that that was a good album i'm definitely going to keep listening to it i've been listening to it all morning but uh planet jizza planet giza i don't know how you pronounce that i'm gonna say jizza that shit is fucking bonkers was that shit is fucking bonkers bro i didn't i didn't hear it was that it was an album so they dropped 12 songs um saba was on it they had a song what are you doing mick jenkins was on it um i think somebody named fem dot was on it koji radical was on yeah. it Venna, Venna, Venna. You might not know who Venna is, but he's like he co-produced a lot of Nux's album, and he had a couple songs. So like a lot of that album that came out last, he produced. I sent you a song earlier this morning. He he produced on that with Koji Radical, and Koji Radical is from the UK. But that song's crazy too. That whole it's twelve it's twelve songs. Um. And K. Trinata helped produce on that album. And one thing, I like the direction that they're going in. Um, we're going to get into K. Trinata in a second. But the uh, the like the dance, electric sounding music with the rapper on top of it is crazy. That Like the K. Trinata's last project with IDK. What was that called? That was... Um, Simple. What was it called? Simple. Simple. That that type of vibe, yeah, that type of vibe with the uh, with the rapper like getting in and out of pockets like that on a faster tempo. That's what they make. It's a group of three people, and they have one vocalist, and he sings and raps. And he's like, it's just crazy. The production on there is so nuts. Like it's very spacey. Um, I'm gonna keep keep listening to it, but that's mainly what I've had in rotation those last what twelve, thirteen, eighteen hours like today. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I really do like that style though of like the rappers on dance beat. I think it's a, I think it's a good switch up from what you normally hear from rappers. And I really like Kaytrenada's style. Like, I heard him. I think the first time I really liked him was from the song he did with Mick Jenkins. I really like Mick Jenkins a lot on uh one of Kaytrenada's earlier albums. I think that was 2019 or 2020, somewhere around there. And I really, I really like that style. I think it's something that's gonna be like bigger in the next couple of years. I think a lot of people are writing that. Like even I heard the song with Amine too that came out with K and Pharrell. That that was good too. You you saw the um, that they're starting a group. Who? K and Amine. It's like the they're 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 doing it like the um, they're doing it like. Bruno Mars and who was that? Bruno Mars and Anderson, Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're calling it Ketramine. And I don't know how I feel about this. I like Amina. He's cool. I don't know if I need more than like the album. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be good. But I don't know if I need a a group. I don't know if I need it. I don't know if I need it for real. For real, I'm gonna listen to the project. But it's like like even the Silk Sonic thing. Like I don't know if I want to. Do I, do you want another Silk Sonic album? Not really, honestly. I feel like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it was kind of just a moment, and 
it was one of those things like it sounds good on paper kind of like the um like Kyrie and Luca right now like Kyrie and Luca sounds like they should be winning all of their games almost every game but it just doesn't work and I think that's kind of what happened yeah. with like Anderson Pock and Bruno Mars like they're two really big stars and like the appeal of them together it's like oh they're probably gonna make really good music but I feel like it just wasn't like up to par with what we thought it was gonna be i think we had a lot higher hopes for them just because of the quality of artists they are but i think apart i think they're better i think they're way better apart it's hard to it's hard to the group thing i think groups and music is so interesting like even to go back to planet jizza i think they work because they went into it like okay i don't know what each member does but one's a vocalist let's say one plays instruments and one produces or whatever their their part is or they intermingle but they all have primary roles in what they're doing and so they know like working together like the music's gonna make sense but where it's like you get two artists like this Kei Nada, i feel like has a lot of more a lot more wiggle room because he's not really a vocalist he does some songs where he's on there but a lot of times he's just doing the beats and the music so like getting an artist and making simple or making a Keitra mean whatever it is you making that it makes sense but then you get like two artists. It's like, how long can y'all be? How can you be you with him for an extended period of time? Like, that's why groups break up. That's why Outcast broke up. It was just like, bro, we've been together for 16 years. I just want to go be me or a big boy want to go rap. And then Andre 2000 want to go play with the flute. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that in a group. You got to compromise yeah, and stuff like that. Like, literally, I want to run. That's one person if I can run into them in public. I would want to run into is Andre. I wouldn't even ask for a picture. I just asked him to play me a song. No, yeah, I just want to hear him rap like the the verse from Aquemini. Probably, I want him to do that top to bottom. Do you think he'll ever perform again? I've I've there's some artists where I'm like, yo, I, I feel like he will. Frank Ocean is performing next week, so I'm like, there's hope for everybody. I think um, what's funny is I actually saw a video about this the other day. And I think he's like, I think he's kind of off of music for some reason. Like, I feel like he's kind of just shied away from rapping and shied away from really like making tracks. But he even said in an interview, like he'll sit there and he'll dabble and he'll um, kind of mess around in the studio. Like, you know how a couple of years ago he released that song that was, um, it was like 20 minutes long and it was just him like playing different instruments, like just in the studio. Like, I think he's more so doing that right now. I don't know. How I don't know how he is with the rapping at this moment, honestly. I feel like he's more so just like dabbling, but maybe he's kind of like Kendrick, where you know Kendrick was talking about he didn't have as much inspiration, like stuff like that. So maybe it's that. Yeah, that's the 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 interesting thing about artists is like it's the consistent. It's trying like de- doing anything as an artist and trying to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like people, a lot of times try and go off of, uh, off of just like want, like desire or just inspiration at that point. And I've been a victim of that. I would say this for the last year or two, I have been a victim of that. Where it's like I feel inspired, I go make something, and then I don't feel inspired, and I don't make something. And I think initially in the early phases, I don't think if you're trying to build something big, you don't have that option. If that's the goal, if it's the goal is to build something big, you can't just do it when you're inspired because nobody's inspired all the time. And I've sort of started coming to that realization and like uh, just making sure like if I get down and I write 
half a page i write three sentences for a day i tried you know what I'm saying? i did something you know what i mean and so like i yeah literally literally and i think our i think my favorite artists or the best artists are all in somewhat the same somewhat the same capacity i look at somebody like a kendrick where it's like initially he's putting out a lot of music he's putting out a lot of albums he's putting out a lot of, a lot of stuff just visible he's reached the success and then he dip off and it's like bro i'm gonna go ride cars down the beach for five years like i'm out so yeah i feel I like know. you kind of it's definitely dope I'm, yeah that's what it is yeah 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 but i mean new other new music that came out uh i mean we were talking about joe groups. boy drop um oh go ahead go ahead go ahead sorry no nah, go ahead you're already going go ahead um, well, we were talking about groups, and uh, Ray Schremer dropped an album. I wasn't expecting them to drop an album. Um, I thought it was decent. There were some good tracks on there. I think um, they really shine on tracks was Beethoven, and he had a couple that he produced on there. But one thing I didn't like, I feel like right now there's a real, like, everybody's really using samples and really throwing old songs in there and like remixing old songs into like new things and i feel like they leaned way too much into that like there was a couple where i was just sitting there like i've heard this before but i've already heard yeah, it yeah, yeah. You, they, it was but good the first time you didn't have to redo it but yeah yeah i, have, I, I think with that album though. you like how many songs was it long or no I, I want to say it. it was 15 songs. It wasn't super long, but I feel like they also dropped at the right time because I feel like they're kind of like the summer vibe. The the they're always they always keep like a summer hit. So yeah, it's crazy because about about a uh, about a year a year ago, I went to go. Yeah, it was about a year ago, bro. I went to go see them at. Oh wait, no, 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 no. When was that? Yard Fest was 2021. I, I remember I told you I saw him at Yard Fest, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. They weren't even supposed bro. to be there, bro. Nobody want. We <laughs> we left, bro. We left. We didn't stay yeah. for them. It was supposed to be Gucci Mane, the Migos, and the City Girls, and we got Ray Schremer. <laughs> and we got Ray Schremer, bro. But I might check it out. Was there any features on there? Any any anything um, notable? Man. Give me a song to check out. Um. Uh, I was really messing with um, Torpedo was pretty good on there uh, YMCA was good on there And Activate with Future was good on there That was probably my favorite one That Future verse was pretty good Artists gonna keep a Future verse bro Artists, I just seen the Joiner Lucas I seen a Joiner Lucas Future song and I'm like, bro, he has to be charging. <laughs> he has to be charging out the ass with these features, cause there's no way. I don't understand. Everybody like, yo, cause you're gonna listen to the song if Future's on it. You might not like it, but you're gonna at least give it a, a listen. I feel like. I feel like him and like maybe like Blast. Like you're just gonna see them on everybody's album. Like they're gonna be featured everywhere. Yeah, Blast is. Blast said that. I mean, he dropped that little four pack a little while ago. Um, was it wasn't it called, just, but he just for you too was it that yeah yeah yeah, yeah for you too yeah the one with, yeah. he had passionate on there and then larry june yeah. Collins was already out and then yeah. he had I the song with song. uh mustard and the song with mustard and uh yeah. terrace clark terrace martin yo terrace martin he be cooking up bro he be cooking up 
But um, yeah, I mean, any other music you were listening to outside uh, of well, outside of Ray Sherman? Last well, last week uh, we didn't really talk about Mike Towers. He dropped uh, La Vida Es Una. Uh, I like that album too. Uh, there was a lot of good songs in there. A lot of good like beat switches. That's why I find a reggaeton that really keeps me there. Is those beat switches are always crazy. Um, and he, I feel like he had a lot of Caribbean influence on the album. Like I heard a lot of like the Jamaican sounding beats and like the just different sounds in it. Really had like that Caribbean style to it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that like you said it, and I know what you meant. But it's it's like, and I found this of even talking to people from the Caribbean. Like it's like Puerto Rico and Cuba, and then everything else. Because Puerto Rico is the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But we don't consider it the Caribbean. A lot of people don't call it that. But I think, uh, yeah, I've been listening. I listened to the, the little EPs he dropped prior to that. And then the single that came off of that, I listened to that too. I've been meaning to get around to that project though because he does put out a lot of good music. I do notice like he, he puts out a lot of music and a lot of it is good. So I definitely uh, need to get into that. Was that long too or no? Uh, that was only actually this one was longer. It was twenty three songs. I didn't even know it was twenty three. Dang. But um, I I'd say check out uh, the song with Ozuna was good. The song with Daddy Yankee was good. Uh, he had a song called Mas Ayi on there that I was really messing with. That was probably my favorite one off there. Uh, and then he had a song with Jay Balvin on here. I missed that one. I didn't even listen to that. I'm definitely gonna go check that out. Bet. Bet, I'm gonna listen to it this weekend. I'm supposed to go out tonight, so I might check maybe that out. Hear it out um, maybe I don't know. And then who else? I mean, there's only three other songs I had on here. I had NBA Young Boy with Nicki Minaj. I didn't listen to it. I ain't gonna lie. NBA Young Boy and NBA Young Boy can rap. You didn't listen to it? No, I, I, he can rap. I just didn't. I didn't hear. It. I didn't even know it dropped until you put it on the list. Honestly. I, I maybe I missed it when I was yeah. looking at the album. Did you see? Did you actually? Did you see that Drake dropped that song too? Did you like it? I I thought it was good. Like I I don't know. Drake always gets me with the flows, bro. Like it, the like the harmony of the like the I don't even know that I I like that I like the vibe of it. Yeah. But I feel like Kanye should hit back. <laughs> Honestly, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know if I'm gonna. I, it was it was decent. I don't know. It, I seen what he did there. Like the producer is Ye- Yeats producer, so he's just like a chameleon, bro. He's gonna try everything. He's gonna be like, oh, that London flow. Let me take that. Oh, that Yeat flow. That Yeet, who's your producer? Okay, bet. Let's go. Kanye does. Like like I don't know that. Uh, I feel like he's. he's I wonder. I wonder how. Yeah, he is. He is. Do you think he's gonna stay active? Well, I mean, he has a tour. He has a tour about to start. He's probably not gonna keep dropping music. This is probably just a Lucy he was thinking about or something. I feel like he might he might duck off for a little bit, work on an album because I don't feel. When's the last time he dropped like a real rap album? Wasn't it? Um, was there one after uh, Certified? Well, I mean, dance album. Well, if you go backwards, you got uh, you got the tw- no, he didn't. You got the twenty one Savage oh, album, which came out in the fall. You got yeah. What was that? Uh, 
you got that one and then you got the dance album and then prior to that you got certified lover boy and before that was the mixtapes the um yeah. the mixtapes were just throwaways it was just like shit on soundcloud or whatever but yeah i think he, gonna, he probably dip off i don't know i think i i feel like he's gonna go into an african phase next probably this is just a this is just a guess i think he might go into an african phase just because um he's been he's been interacting with a lot of them online especially the ama piano uh there's an ama piano uh producer a dj named kelvin momo i sent you his project that was really good but what a lot of the ama piano dudes are doing now is like they're producing songs for the afrobeats artists for the nigerian artists like lojay benson um asha k who i'm gonna get into in a second and i think that like the sounds that come from because house music is blown up again like the jersey shit the philly shit like the i would just want to rock or whatever and i'm a piano is also house music so hearing other artists like jump on it like we have artists here jumping on that shit like i think that's gonna probably make waves and the djs over there are way better when you get a chance look up uncle waffles look up uncle waffles bro it's a woman <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Josh, Josh was like, "Yo, go check out," because we were talking about throwing an event possibly, and he was like, "Yo, maybe we get Uncle Waffles or some shit." And I went and looked. Through. I was like, "Oh, this is not who I thought Uncle Waffles was gonna be, not at all." But she's a vibe <laughs> for sure. Um, but getting into the next song, the next two songs, uh, two singles, Asha K dropped two thirty. Um, it's. Uh, and I, I keep saying he's on a DaBaby run, but DaBaby made the same song over and over again, and we was bopping to it for a year, bro. This is like this is the same vibe that we've been getting from his last album and his couple his uh his couple singles that he's dropped, and I'm still fucking with it. It's short, it's less than three minutes. It's like two minutes and twenty seconds or something like that, but it's chill. I think it's just gonna be like an interlude, not an interlude, but like one of those songs on the album that you kind of just like skip through. So. Yeah. There's that one, and then, and then, uh, Joe Boy, drop Joe Boy keep a single. I was thinking about this this morning, bro. I feel like every time I log on to Spotify, I get another Joe Boy single in the uh, in my feed or whatever. But he dropped Duffel Bag, and that's a vibe. Joe Boy is so good. Joe Boy is really, really good, and I'm excited. Hopefully, he drops a project soon. His last project was 2021. So if we're going on what the industry goes on he should be dropping this year i don't know he dropped a single a couple uh it's like a month ago too so like this is like the second single so this could be a lead up but um yeah i think we're about to get a lot of music bro pretty soon um i've said it before jay huss is dropping this summer and i'm hype i i'm wondering who's gonna get it somebody gotta get a drake feature soon and i feel like if anybody's gonna get it it might be jay huss um, back in 2019 or 2020, he came out for Drake's tour in, at O2, and I think it was at O2. It was a stadium. It was a stadium out there. But he brought Jay Huss out, and they interact a lot online. And J5, his producer for the last couple projects, said that he got some shit on there. So I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I probably won't happen, but who knows? Jay Huss is coming like out this summer. Would- well together on a song like i feel like they would sound good together and i feel like even the type of rapping jay huss does i feel like they could come up with something like even even if they did like a like a 
for like a 430 in Calabasas type of song. I feel like Jay Huss would be able to keep up as far as how good of a rapper he is. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't really care if he's on it. He can have no features on it, and I'm gonna go listen to it. But um, I think, I think, I'm just waiting for, I'm waiting for the bigger artists to start doing more overseas collabs. Like you get a, a couple every now and then. I think Black is really good at that. Like Black has a lot of songs overseas with like Fireboy DML and Omale. Um, he had a couple more too, but he's like really tapped in with the African scene out there but even the UK scene like I feel like Drake tapped in for a little bit like he did some stuff with Dave he did some stuff with Hedy One um, I would have thought he'd done something with Stormzy by now which is kind of nuts to me um, but I think <sighs> I don't know bro I don't know I'm trying to I'm trying to be excited about American music it's very rare that we get some shit like like Daniel Caesar, I was actually surprised about, and I'm glad we got something. But I feel like now it's like when I go through my release radar, it's very rare that I'm clicking on anything American. Yeah, I feel like it's nothing is sticking out to me. I feel like I said that last week too. Like it's not like there's no like really big releases. Like even getting like Ray Shremmer, like a couple of years ago, if you hear Ray Shremmer is dropping an album, you're going to that album, you're running to that album, but that's yeah. not like, current, relevant right now. I saw it, and I was like, oh, Ray Shremmer, let me just, let me just listen to this, let me see if it's good. Like, like, I feel like there's not as much, like, not, nothing is really standing out. I feel like everybody's trying to do the same things, especially rap-wise. Like, when I see, like, newer artists on um, Twitter or TikTok, I feel like they're all trying to make the same song. They're all trying to be Yeet. They're all trying to be Playboy Cardi. They're all trying to be, like, they're all trying to be Drake. Everybody's trying to be somebody else instead of just bringing something new. And I feel like that's why the international music is starting to blow up and, like, the dance music is starting to come back because it's a different sound. It's a change in vibe. But like, there's nothing new under the sun. Like it, it was it was popular before, and I feel like everything comes back, kind of like fashion. Like everything comes back into fashion at some point. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with all that. I think that honestly, there has to be like a new approach to things. And I was thinking about this. Um, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. Honestly, where like shows are like shows are changing i think we you've seen other people talk about like joe budden talking about shows how they're getting different and i started realizing this like trying to go to shows like i'm supposed to go to, i was supposed to go to lma next week the tickets the tickets were 60 dollars when i checked initially i'm like i'll pay 60 for lma and now the cheapest ticket was like 110 or 120 in orlando it wasn't even a huge market so i'm like this is weird like i don't know why is LMA? I'm not gonna say if I'm. I don't know if I'm going yet. But is LMA worth a hundred dollars? I don't know. I don't know. Hundred dollars. <laughs> I feel like I can go see maybe like two good concerts for that hundred. Like, but could you? I mean, it could you? Like what? Like who could you go? And that's what I'm saying now. Like, right. Right, like the cheap, when I was going to go see Future, like Future, G. Erbo, Don Tolliver, and Mariah the Scientist all came. And I ended up doing something else that night, but that was, the cheapest ticket there was 80, and that was in the football arena, and it was at the very top. So like, you get, like, it's a hundred, over 100, but I guess that one is like, you get multiple artists. But I wonder, how, how much of Don Tolliver are you really getting? You're probably getting 10, 15 minutes. 
not that long. Not that long. So that, that yeah. So I was, I was thinking about that, and then I was also thinking about. Um, I saw a video where an artist. It was like a music business panel on TikTok, and they were talking about um, how one guy was throwing shows in people's basements. He was throwing shows in people's basements, and people loved the shows. And then I was also thinking about how I went out in Miami with Ivy to this. Uh, it was like a lounge-ish type vibe. Like it was a restaurant, and it had a really big outdoor space. And it was just like bring your own wine. Like people was bringing their bottles, and then they had live music playing there. And it got me to thinking like there has to be like another way to do this. Like there has to be other ways to do this other than just like I show up at venue, artist comes on stage, artist sings ten songs, and artist gets off. I don't know what it is, but I feel like that's the only way I'm gonna be able to like justify a lot. Unless it's a festival like a Lollapalooza, I'm gonna pay more. Or a Dreamville Fest, I'm gonna pay more. But like, bro, LMA in Orlando on a Wednesday, I'm dropping a hundred. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like artists could do some more like intimate shows. Like I feel like how the Russell does shows in his backyard. I think that makes it like more personal to the person. It really gets like your fans more like invested in you as an artist. So I feel like maybe something like that, like having like more personal venues or smaller venues doing some doing something like that but okay um so i got two two more things i want to talk about i want you to wrap up with the artist that you've been listening to or the artist to look out for but i want to get more into what i've been learning i think bringing at least one thing that i've been learning to um the show every week i think that'll sort of help me flesh out ideas for videos and also like it'll give some insight to our audience who are also trying to put pictures together so um i've been diving a lot into grime recently a lot more just uk stuff like i've been talking about lovers rock and grime and r&b over there for a while now but um getting into the beginnings of grime and like once you start i say this all the time but once you start seeing the beginning of something it's the end of something else and it also is often similar to the beginning of something else and i say that the beginning of grime is a lot like the beginning of hip-hop in that it stemmed from more upbeat genres of music and i think the things that stood out to me about it were the fact that like how they had clashes over there is sort of like how you hear about rappers going to the park and just having ciphers and stuff like that like it's a very similar vibe and i thought Another interesting thing, which is the thing I wanted to bring to you, was that like um, when they started having clashes and events, the government over there proposed a bill. I think it was called Form 696. Um, yeah, it was called Form 696. And basically it, um, it required anybody throwing any type of live music event to detail who was throwing the event, who was performing at the event, who was gonna be at the event, what type of music was gonna be at the event. And when the forum came out, it asked them to disclose the ethnicity of the type of people that were going to be at the event and the people performing the event. They was looking for niggas, bro. 
and and so eventually like this was 2008 when it came out so like there was obviously backlash about it they took that part off of the bill but it was like i was reading that bro and it reminded me a lot of the the uncle luke uh freedom freedom of speech case you know about that like back in the 80s back in the 80s two live crew and uncle luke the dude in miami they were making like some foul shit like think about wop but like before WAP, like it was like crazy. It was like the the 80s. I'm gonna send you some of it. But they got um they got sued. They got arrested, and then they were getting sued by the government. And um they ended up going to the federal courts and appealing it because freedom of speech. And um they ended up winning the case. Like that's that's a big reason because they were trying to cancel hip hop, bro. They're like, bro, we can't be talking about this shit on the internet. Or, I mean, out on the radios to our kids and stuff like that. And so they were trying to censor it on radio stations and not even let it get made. They were arresting record store owners like in Miami because they were selling this music. And it, the parallels I see between genres, forget what it sounds like. It's like the genres that black people end up like creating, a lot of them are looking for outlets to express themselves in areas where they're not allowed to express themselves. And you see the same type of pushback from a lot of people on these things. And I think it's just interesting. Like once you look at other places, you realize how similar we are. are. And I think that's what I'm trying to do with this platform just to wrap up is like, we're a lot more similar than we like to give give each other credit for. And if you just do a little bit of looking it up on the internet, you start to see things that are like, oh, we went through that too. It was just called something else. Or we got we got pushed we got the door closed on our face here, it was just a different place. You know what I mean? And I think like we all speak a lot of different languages, use different slang and stuff like that. But looking at that, our experience will allow us to sort of look past a lot of that stuff. Like it really doesn't matter. I feel like but that. That's my little history lesson for the day. I I feel like that it kind of reminded me of like um. But, how NWA had the government knocking knocking at their door when they made fuck the police because just because of how like what they were saying and how they were like defaming the defaming the police departments but yeah I feel I feel like we are a lot more similar than we'll give ourselves credit for it's just like you don't know until you really get that information right yeah I mean and even even from a business perspective, I just look at like we know that there's black people in other places and you can market to them. But when you really understand like how many black like I think about how black owned businesses have to sort of alter their message or their branding or how they release stuff in America because they feel like the, the group of people they're trying to sell it to, like they're trying to sell it to white people, to Hispanic people, to Asian people. And I, I mean, that's completely justified if you're in a brick and mortar and those are the people around you. Those are the people you need to sell to. But if you're online now, it's like you understand a couple cultural differences and you can start marketing that same product that benefited people like you here to people like you in Belgium. You know what I'm saying? And I think people understand that at a very basic level, but the more I get into the internet, the more I start to realize like people don't really take advantage of those things. Like even things as small as like YouTube doesn't have uh, captions for a lot of African artists. Something even as small as that. It's like, imagine how many 
more people could listen to that if they could understand like if you could translate that to english they don't even they don't even try they're just like it's just like they don't have any captions for it yeah i remember um even with the i think bad bunny was performing on tv and they put uh oh my god what did they put on the tv it, i think it said speaking in non-english like it was some crazy like that. Like, how do you not have somebody that can translate that? How are you that tone deaf? Like, like, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, we just live in our little bubbles, but I think, I mean, we say it every week, but it's gonna change, and people are gonna be forced to have to. Well, I guess not. I mean, depending on where you're at, like, there's still a lot of very segregated and homogeneous parts of the world like i went to go get pizza today at this place called fleming island it's a city outside of jacksonville and bro there was nobody that looked like me out there and it just happens that there aren't a lot of people that look like us living in that area that's just what it is and that's not a big deal but um definitely certain parts of the world are definitely changing in terms of like they've always been like america's been the melting pot but i feel like it's just happening more and more and more now because the the dynamics of countries are changing. So I think it's interesting to definitely learn into, to learn about. Um, what artists should we be looking out for, Antonio? Uh, well, I would say uh, the first one I would talk about is Saba. Uh, his most album, sorry, his most recent album, A Few Good Things, came out a few months ago. I was really messing with that. Had some good features on there. Uh, he really makes that chill lo-fi type of rap and he's really somebody i like he's from chicago so i might have more of a personal uh grasp towards him i guess but um another person is code of the friend uh he's similar to saba with that chill uh lo-fi rap um i really enjoy what he has to say content wise like i feel like his music is really uplifting and he really has a good message and what he's talking about and I mean, his endeavors outside of music, kind of like Tyler the Creator, really uh, intrigued me, and that makes me want to get into him more. And then uh, Aaron Ray is an R&B artist. Uh, he only has two albums out, and his one that came out last year was really good. He had a feature with Blast on there, Ari Lennox, and Ty Dolla Sign. Um, I personally really like traditional R&B, and he does a good job of mixing old and new sounds. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this my my boss says it all the time steal with pride leave a like and a comment it goes a long way hit the follow button hit the subscribe button you can listen to us you can listen to us anywhere there's podcasts you can watch us on YouTube we'll probably be in your TikTok feed we'll probably be in your Instagram I don't know we're gonna be everywhere we're gonna be everywhere pretty soon so that's the second episode.